Hello and welcome to Sir Thriver Unleashed. I'm Reno Romano, your host and a Sir Thriver and advocate for survivors of child sexual abuse and sexual assault. This show is all about the endless positive possibilities of Sir Thriving after sexual abuse. So let's get started with today's program. Okay. Hello, Sir Thriver. Welcome to Sir Thriver Unleashed. I'm so excited about my guest today. Her name is Gloria Masters, and she is a mom, an author, and a spiritual being who wants to share who she is with the world so that she can help other people find freedom from the shame and secrecy that surviving child sexual abuse brings. Her purpose is to offer hope and light in love. And she regularly blogs with a focus on hope and love and light. So Gloria, welcome. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Yes. And I want to tell the audience that Gloria, you are a survivor of sexual, physical, and psychological abuse at the hands of your father. You were subjected to child sex trafficking and leased to gangs. And oh my goodness, girl. You are a true survivor because look at you. You're shining, you're bright, and, and you just look like a beautiful So, Thank you for being here. Oh, just a, such a pleasure to be here and a big fan of yours, Rena. So oh, thank appreciate, you. Appreciate your work. We all need to do our work and what what's in our heart. And I tell survivors, you know, they don't have to go on a podcast. They don't have to tell the world that they're a survivor, but they must uh, seek help, get help, get healed, get happy is what I like to say. And yes. um, you had quite a journey. Tell me a little bit. Of, um, so you, it was at the hands of your father and, and you were sex trafficked. How did you get out of that? And when did you decide to get help? So I think um, for me, it was I was uh, subjected to this for the first 16 years of my life. At the age of 16, I didn't actually have to see my father again, so I never willingly did. So that's how I got out of it. And um, I then did what a lot of your viewers will will naturally have done, which is dissociated and repressed those memories for quite a long time. So in actual fact, Rena, I was 32 before I um, started having flashbacks, recollections, etc. And since then, I've kind of spent decades working on freeing myself from those ties and that shame. And now I'm here to say, hey, if I can make it through to the other side, um, so can any other person out there uh, who's gone through anything. Like oh, just, wow. Yeah. And I'm yeah. glad you're here to share that because, yeah. you know, where, where our stories might be a little similar, some of the details differ, but the pain and the shame is unbearable and the same for many of us. And I just wanted to do this podcast and and my TEDx talk to let survivors know that there is an endless positive possibility of life after trauma and, you know, unlimited potential so they can choose the life they want. Would you agree with that? 
Absolutely. And look, I'm so glad you mentioned the word shame because I think, you know, if we look at what um, encapsulates all of this being um, an ongoing cycle is secrecy, silence and shame. And to me, shame takes the gold every time. So actually, it's taken me until about three years ago before I could hold my head up high and say, I'm a survivor, um, so thriver of uh, child sexual abuse, and um, I can stand up proudly and hand the shame back to the people it belongs to. Good for you. Good for so, you. Yes. Took a long, I think long it happens to a lot of us, and that's what I said in my TEDx talk, that I grew tired of being ashamed of a crime that I did not commit. Yes. It, it was destroying our life, right? Yes. We're living in, we're in self-imprisoned in, in a shame that we have. It's not our burden to carry, but they make us feel that. Uh, well, I'm so happy for you. And I love Thank your you. accent. Tell us where you're, <laughs> where you're zooming in from. Good old New Zealand, Kiwi. Oh. Kiwi. Kiwi to far now. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Well, welcome. So, yes, child abuse, sexual assault, it happens, unfortunately, to children all around the globe. Yes. And to you being in New Zealand and, and I'm here in the United States and uh, this podcast and the TEDx talks is reaching survivors so thank you for coming on the show because survivors, victims and survivors are going to hear you and me, and hopefully they're going to reach out to get help, yes. get healed and get happy. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you wrote a book, Gloria. Tell yes. me about your book. I haven't had a chance to read it. And um, usually when I have guests on, I haven't had time to read the book. You want to show show the audience oh. on YouTube anyway, and then. Tell us what your book is. So this is called On Angel's Wings, My Flight from Trauma to Grace. Oh, wonderful. And um, actually, it depicts the uh, the image of an 11-year-old girl, uh, which was the toughest time for me, actually, and it shows angel wings coming down, enveloping her and uh, holding her close. And I love the cover. Yes, so, and my flight from trauma to grace, because I'm happy to say um, I made it to the other side and I'm very um, joyful and and proud, actually, and, and thrilled. I'm thrilled you're here. I'm so glad yes. you made it to the other side. What yes. helped you? What What did you do to help you get to the other side? Well, I... Uh, I many things actually, but but simple things too. So for for your viewers out there, things like getting out in the fresh air, things like meditating, um, decades of therapy in my case, and also joining support groups. So I belong to one in New Zealand at the moment called Empower Me, run by fantastic women. But the reality is, Rena, for a lot of us out there, we can feel quite alone and isolated, yeah? So I just want to say to your viewers that you are never alone and that there are many of us out there and we can all support each other by speaking out, even if it's to a friend or a neighbour. 
but basically, Rena, to answer your question, it really was about me having to face into the trauma of it all and bring everything out. And, and partly writing the book was the final healing for me, so quite cathartic and healing in some ways. Yeah, and you know, I um, always knew that I was going to write a book, and mine is His Puppet No More, but I never, I want to tell the listeners, listen, I flunked English. I didn't take a writing course, um, but I wrote the book anyway. And yeah. so it doesn't matter. You don't have to have buku skills to, to to get on with your life and do things. Um, so I'm so glad that you wrote the book. And yes, it's very cathartic. And it. I want to tell the listeners, if you may not want to publish a book, but writing in a journal, and I would never wrote in a journal, I think because I didn't, I was afraid it would make it true. Because the day I started writing, I started just crying. I spent the rest of the day crying, but it was very therapeutic. So I'm glad you said that because I think it can help with the healing process. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I also found that some things started to click into place. So even though such as such as what? Well, my um, my view about my mother. um, So I'd always kind of considered that she must have been a good person because she kept telling me she was. And and then in the writing of the book and the conditioning, I guess I was able to break through that and see the truth for what it was. So some things actually slotted into place and made sense. But that was only through that writing, and uh, that's interesting. I think when the, that that lovely saying, when the pupil is ready, the teacher appears. So in my case, it was in the writing. That's yeah. great. That's yeah. great. So did your mother, was she aware of the abuse? And I don't want you to Absolutely. get into too many details. No, so no. Absolutely. But- so I, I kind of... Um, someone told me I, I got the um, score, the dyad there, I had... A father who was, I consider, a psychopath um, mm. with kind of what he put me through and made lots of money out of me. And my mother was a narcissist. So in my humble opinion, um, that's a perfect environment and culture for neglect. where neglect and abandonment thrive. I believe abuse always has a home. So, yeah, she was the queen of that. And, um, yeah. Mm. Uh, and I, I just want to say to your viewers out there, look, my story is pretty traumatic, but one thing I think is useful for all of us to know is that Brene Brown puts it beautifully, comparative suffering has no place. So for viewers out there who have had one incident where they've felt frightened and attacked um, up into uh, a range of which the likes I experienced, the the interesting thing is that is just as powerful because to me it's in the first and the yeah the power is sits in that first incident so please don't ever compare what you have been through because there's hope there's love there's light and you're never alone. Good, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, because um, each person's journey. Uh, and trauma is theirs and there's we don't need to compare it we don't need to put it on a scale um 
they are in, we are all entitled to feel what we feel and, uh, and be able to heal. Um, I'm so glad that you're here. And like I say to, to some survivors, they don't have to tell the world that they're a survivor unless they want to. They don't have to go on an Oprah show unless they want to. But why did you decide? Sorry, to come on? Yeah. <laughs> so why did you decide to come on the show and share your experience? Because I know that you're about hope and love and light. So I'm sure that's what you're going to say, but share, share why you wrote this book and why you're sharing your story and to help others. Yes. So thank you. Um, I came on the show uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I'm a big fan of your work, Rena, and thank you for everything you do out across the world. It reaches New Zealand. So thank you. Thank Um, you. But secondly, I decided that actually the lid needs to come off this. This needs to be exposed. It has not gotten smaller. It's gotten bigger. And until we take the lid off the silence and secrecy and shame around it and expose it, there's a, um, there's kind of a, a little equation that occurs and it continues. So, uh, where there's the silence and a child isn't in, you know, encouraged to never speak, what then happens is it perpetuates and so it continues. So I, I guess for me, I'm saying after speaking to many people in the New Zealand police, there's one in three in New Zealand, male and female, one in three people we know, I venture to say, um, have been affected by this in some form. So I kind of, my big purpose in life is to shine light on this darkness, to help other people um, through love and humility, actually. And I think, you know, the more that I speak out to and the more work that I do, I continue to heal. And this is what I want survivors to know that there's... um there's no race to healing. We all heal in our heal in our own time and it takes what it takes. I've done talk therapy. I've had hypnosis. I've done tapping um, and meditation and affirmations. So there's a lot of things that I do and writing, but you know, so your mother knew about this. Your father was doing this to you. Who was there for you as a child or, I guess you really couldn't tell anybody until later on. Like me, I was 34 when I finally broke my silence. Yeah. So, the, and that's the power of the book, I think, is actually nobody. And that's why it's on Angel's Wings because they stood by me and carried me through. Uh, I didn't have anybody who supported me or believed me. And that's the so, problem. That, so that, that's, that's what happened. Yeah, we get the victim blaming and, and we, we get blamed yeah. and they or they don't believe us. And, and sadly, that's the truth for many survivors. I think school was my only safe place and I was very naughty at school. The reason for <laughs> What that, do you mean naughty at school? Well, I was always in trouble, but there was a reason for that. Yep. If I was at school and being naughty, I was seen. And because I wasn't seen at home, I was an object at home for mm. both parents. 
um, I actually had no vindication or validation or reflection. So I didn't feel like I mattered. So it's interesting. At school, I was really naughty and I got attention. Yep. And any attention was good because I was a child trying to survive all of this. And yes, so interesting, but very powerful for me and uh, very grateful to the peer group around me. But no, I didn't have one adult who believed anything I said or did. And if you, to be fair, Rena, even today, if you put a child beside an adult and ask the child what's going on, the adult will usually believe the other adult. Yeah. And that's unfortunately. Unfortunately, but I think now that with all of us coming out and there's millions of us, millions around the world, I mean, the CDC and just the United States estimate there's over 42 million adult survivors of child sexual abuse. That's just, you know, in the United States, it's starting to get a little better, but it's still people don't tell other people because of victim blaming. And yeah, yeah. And so, uh, but I want to encourage survivors to not stop seeking someone that you can trust. Yes. Absolutely. And I think we are a special group and shout out to all of you viewers out there. Well done. You got through whatever you got through and you did it through your tenacity and your courage, actually. So well done. That's actually celebratory right there, I think. Absolutely. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So um, you said writing the book was cathartic for you. When did you write the book? How long did it take to write? So um, the book was only published this year. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Um, interestingly, self-published, no publisher wanted to touch it. No one wants to hear about this stuff, actually, Rena. But so we're blowing the lid off it, peeps. Yeah. And they're not uh, going to silence us any longer, no, are they? No, that's it. That's it. Our voices can <laughs> be heard. We're, we're yep. going to stand together and do this work. And so, yes, it took me three years. And, um, yeah, it was. Seven drafts, uh, three editors, and finally done. So good for you. It sounds about like mine. Mine took about three and a half years. Yes. Um, I had about three editors. Um, <laughs> yeah, so about yes. the same. About and, the same. Um, but it's mine is called His Puppet No More. I didn't yes. have it finished when I was on the Oprah Winfrey show, or I might have sold a lot more books. But I have to say, with the TEDx talk. Um, I was able to talk about it and people are buying the book now. So, which is really good. And I have heard from survivors uh, about my TEDx talk and the book, how it's helped them understand a lot of things. And also, and hopefully your book too, like I said, I haven't had a chance to read it yet, that uh, it'll help the loved ones understand what we went through too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because I've heard from... I've heard from male loved ones and and females um, how the book made them understand the trauma that their loved one had gone through and why maybe they act out the way they do or because they haven't gotten help yet. 
So, and there's a reason for that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I love, I love this too. I've heard this saying recently and I totally ascribe to it. How do you know you're in the right place? Because you're there. So I think you alluded to this earlier. It's not that there's a timeline we must all adhere to. Right. Your journey is different to mine. The neighbor across the street's journey different to yours. The reality is whatever pace you're at, wherever you are on this path, congratulations, because every step is a step closer to reclaiming who we are, actually. But I think one of the biggest things for me was, who was I? You know, throughout those years and all of the conditioning and, and 16 years of it, definitely created this person. And I think part of my healing and my biggest struggle over the decades was, who am I? So I'm here to say, I know who I am now. <laughs> and I love her finally. Yes, finally. yes. That's good to hear you say that. You love yes. Gloria love Masters me. finally. Yes. yes. Because they made us feel dirty. They made us feel ashamed. They made us feel unworthy of love. And we are very worthy of love. We're, you know, we're born to, to live in joy. And yes. uh, unfortunately, yes. children... Many children like us have our childhood stolen, but that doesn't mean that the story is over because we could re rewrite the ending. Yeah. And that's what this show is about is to encourage and let survivors know that there is an endless positive possibility to your potential after trauma because we can choose whatever we want our life to be. It takes work. I don't lie about that part. It does take work, but we're worth it, aren't we, Gloria? We, God, we are so worth it. <laughs> and one of the things I think that really helped me um, was actually, you know, how you can go outside of yourself and mm -hmm. you can go and seek help through other people and other means. You know, one of the most valuable things I've learned is by going within and actually seeking out, I'm so grateful I've got angels around me, but seeking out my angels or seeking out that connection with who I really am has helped to free me. And I'll never forget uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith actually saying one day, when the voices on the inside are louder and more meaningful than the voice on the outside, you have mastered your life. Mm. I like that. And who said that again? Michael Bernard Beckwith. So oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and, and the point is, guys, look, we've all got this potential. And some days, yes, it's, it's hard. And as Raina, you were saying, you know, we can't lie to you. It hasn't been easy. But look at where you've got to and look at where I've got to. And there's such hope. And this is what I've said in the past, Gloria, that we work so hard on hiding the shame, on hiding our truth. That yes. takes a lot of hard work. Hello? Hello. So to me, after living that lie and acting like nothing was wrong, um, 
to finally work on myself, I was determined to work on myself and get through that pain and shame. So yeah, it was, it was uh, emotional. It was painful emotionally, but it really wasn't that much work compared to hiding our truth. Yes. If, you, if you think about it that way. Yes. What do you think of that? You know, I look, I, 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 I'm so, I'm so glad you said that there's such an affinity. I think for me, I had developed this false self. So out would come the false self to cope with people, life experiences, expectations, interactions, you name it. But underneath it all, I think, as I mentioned earlier, who was I? Who am I? And that was the painful bit for me because mm-hmm. part of that um, utilising the false self, which in my case was the carer, if I could be the carer and look after everybody else, then maybe they wouldn't see who what was going on for me. Right. So hiding behind all of that. So once I learned to, and you're right, it was painful, <laughs> but yeah. once once I was able to start to transition through that, I found me. Mm. And that's who I can be today. And that's what's available to your beautiful viewers out there, you know? Yeah, I wish, you know, for those listening in on the podcast, you could see Gloria. Gloria, she's just shining. She's a, a beautiful, beautiful light. And um, I can see that you've made it to the other side. And yes. it is possible for all those victims and survivors who haven't gotten help yet. Please reach out. I'm on uh, the RAIN, R-A-I-N-N, Speakers Bureau here in the United States, and they have a hotline. So do they have a hotline like that in New Zealand where survivors can call where if they haven't gotten help yet? Yes. Um, so we have Help New Zealand. Um, okay. And, and if people go to my website, I've got all the links underneath. All they have to do is click on them. Okay. Um, so it's GloriaMasters.com and you'll see four or five. Um, some are purely for the gorgeous male survivors out there and some are for females and some are for both. But we right. want to make sure people feel safe with whoever they approach. So Good. Yeah. Good. Thank yes. you. Yeah, I've got resources on my website on, uh, on my contact page. So yeah. if you're listening and need some resources for where you're at. I'm so glad that you agreed to be on the show and um, I'm glad that you wrote your book. What is uh, what is your goal with the book? Is it to help um, survivors or loved ones and and what do you hope to do with it? Well, actually, my my big hope is that it reaches people who are in our special group who have experienced and are working through and overcoming the impact of child sexual abuse. So it's to give them some hope. That's my big purpose. I want to help other people by shining light on this. I want to expose this so we can all give the shame back to the abusers where it belongs, actually. It belongs to them, not us. Exactly. So that's my huge hope. And, um, you know, one of the things I think is – beautiful and I'm just prompted to to share this with you and it's a quote 
that I got and I, I just loved it. It's by the German philosopher Arthur Schopenhauer. Mm-hmm. All, tr- all truth passes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Secondly, it is violently opposed. Mm-hmm. Third, it is accepted as being self-evident. Wow. That's so never great. give up, people. Never give up. Never give yeah. up. Never Your give up. Is, yeah. Yeah. So there is hope for all of us. And um, when you find yourself, okay, so you got help in your early 30s. And I went through group therapy for a couple of years. And then I thought, okay, I'm done. I'm healed. (laughs) Uh, One and done. It doesn't work that way because (laughs) my self-esteem would start to tank and confidence again. So I would help. I would seek out other healers, you know, such as hypnotherapy and tapping. But I found that um, positive affirmations really helped me and writing gratitude. When you find yourself slipping back into maybe the darkness, Gloria, what do you do to keep yourself back up and get on that positive road again? So a couple of things, actually. So one is I go back in And I check in with myself and say, when did I last feel like this? First thing. And what was the outcome? And usually the outcome, it was over within a day or uh, something positive happened to replace it. And so I check in and I remind myself, actually, that happened. This too shall pass. So that that's one thing I do. Wonderful. Wonderful. And. And the the second thing I do is I ask, what is this here to show me? Because it may be a little bit part of me that maybe I need to do a bit more work on. Yes, it's it's there. And as I said to you before, my belief is if I'm here, it's because I'm in the right place. So for some reason, this has come up. What do I need to deal with? So I think for me, those are those two kind of Yeah. So look at it. Look, it could be a lesson that we just need to learn, but maybe don't see that right now. I know that everything I've gone through, the good, the bad and the ugly has brought me to where I am today. And I'm grateful now for everything I've gone through because it's made me who I am. And I kind of like me. (laughs) Oh, please. And I kind of like you too, huh? Right away. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. But that's what I want people to know, you know, and still, even after healing, sometimes I make silly choices or bad choices. and, And this is what I want survivors to know. Making bad choices doesn't make us bad people. It makes us human. And, <laughs> and yeah, it, and we're just human. And those choices are stepping stones and learn from it. If it's, if it's harming you, don't do it again. Learn from it and, and choose a different path. But I seriously hope that everyone gets help, gets healed and gets happy. Yeah. Because we all yes. deserve to be loved. We all deserve to live the life that we choose to live. And I believe all of us deserve to, to live in joy. So we're, I'm so glad that you're here. We're going to have to wrap up here in a little bit. Where can people find out more about Gloria Masters and more about your book? Where can they so- go? Oh, I'm I'm going to miss you, Rena. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to get together again, definitely. <laughs> um, 
So, look, if you go to gloriamasters.com, um, all the information is there, including access to the book. Also, may be interested to know I blog regularly on topics, as Rena said at the beginning, um, and there are things like joy and hope and faith and whatever. Um, so, yeah, I kind of give some um, give some little techniques and and ideas that have helped me that may help others. So wonderful, yeah, welcome. So that's gloriamasters.com. Yep. Okay. I'll have all that in the show notes. And um, so if there's one last thing you want to share with survivors to give them hope and, 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 and healing, what would you like to say to them? There's always been something special in you and about you. Now it's time to bring it out and shine. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like that. I like to say D is for dream. Somebody is waiting for you to bring your dream alive so that you can make a difference in their life. And by you writing your book, Gloria, by me writing mine or giving my TEDx talk, which you can find it on YouTube. And I want survivors also to know that if uh, you love doing affirmations, I offer free 52 weeks of positive a- transformational affirmations you so you can go to renaromano.com and gloria thanks for being here all the way from new zealand too that is really cool <laughs> thank you so much such an honor such an honor thank you so much for all the wonderful work you do out there well congratulations and i wish you much success with the book let's see it again and the name of the book again is It's um, On Angel's Wings, My Flight from Trauma to Grace. On Angel's Wings. I like that. It's a beautiful cover for those listening in. Um, You can go to her website and see it and then purchase the book there. So we have Amazon. Is it on Amazon or do you have Amazon? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So for those listeners on your side of the world, Hello, America <laughs> um, and Europe. It's probably best to go to Amazon.com. Okay. It's, okay. it's on there. Uh, for people my side of the world, New Zealand, Australia, it's probably easier to go to GloriaMasters.com. And good, you self-publish. That's okay. I self-publish too. There's nothing yes. wrong with self-publishing. Oh. So listener, no. if you want to write a book and you love to write and find out more about it, Like I said, I didn't take a writing class. I flunked English, (laughs) but I wrote a book because I'm on a mission. Don't worry about being perfect. Get your word out there. Gloria, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Survivors, thank you so much for being here today and listening in. And you will become a Sir Thriver Unleashed. And until next time, listeners, I wish you peace and love. Ciao for now.